WCSG Backstage gives you access to your favorite WCSG DJs from your family-friendly morning show, the most music for your middays, and the ride home. I'm Amanda. I'm Tom. I'm Kaylee. I'm Steve. I'm Don. And this is WCSG Backstage. Welcome to WCSG Backstage, y'all. Uh, kind of feels like uh, we're, you we're know, down south. <laughs> I wish, because it's the winter blahs here in West Michigan. So uh, let's brighten things up maybe a little bit with some of the best stories that we can find. Tell me something good. Tom. Tell me something good. All right, we'll do. Uh, there's a new movie, Burden. It hits select theaters on the 28th. It tells the true story of Michael Burden from Lawrence, South Carolina. His life was totally changed after crossing paths with Reverend David Kennedy. Uh, here's the backstory. The two met in 1996 when Burden opened a Klan museum in their mm. small town, and the Baptist Reverend tried to intervene, fearing like an increase of racial tensions, obviously. Yeah. Over time, the worst enemies became the best of friends. Today, the building where the museum and the redneck shop operated is owned today by Kennedy, and he plans to transform it into a sh- shrine of reconciliation. He says, racism and hatred, they are both destructive and they have no future, but love, forgiveness, and mercy will always have a future because they are constructive. Apparently, uh, the, the Reverend, I think, led Burden to Christ, yeah. and uh, they became really close friends. I've seen the trailers for this. Yeah, me too. Uh, is it Forrest Whitaker who plays the Reverend? I believe. I, I like him as an actor. Mm-hmm. Not your great actor, I though. Think, yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't think of who plays um, what is his name? Burden? Michael Burden. Michael yeah. Burden. Yeah. But yeah, it looks it looks like a good movie. All right. Well, my tell me something good could also be a what the what, just depending on your perspective. <laughs> For me, I'm going to consider it good news. The Nevada Department of Motor Vehicles has decided that you no longer need to be able to parallel park in order to get your driver's license. Oh, right. And apparently Vegas isn't the only place. Um, It looks like California, Colorado and Florida have all removed parallel parking from the driving test. They say there are so many people that come in and that's the only part they fail. And so taking it off the test means that they get their license, which is good. Um, And they also say like it, it it makes somehow it makes the test safer because people aren't. Hmm bumping into oh, things sure. when they're parallel yeah, parking. Yeah. So I feel like it's still a skill we need to learn. Absolutely. But they've taken it off the test. They do say that they will teach it or they will test you on it if you request it. So if you are a parent and you say, I want oh, my kids sure. to make oh, sure they go. can do that, you I can like request that. it. Dad, please, no, don't say right, right. It's like yeah. taking cursive out of the curriculum. I just, it's, it's not a good idea. It's back well, in. You know, my third graders yeah, learning it. That's so. awesome. At first, I was kind of like, come on, let's not just dumb down drivers like we are doing with elementary students. But when's the last time I actually parallel parked? I like, when's drive. the last time Thank that you. I used it? 40 times. And that's the thing. I think people who don't feel confident with that skill will just find you another. know, a, a, another place to park, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, I guess I'm walking a little further. Right, right. Ah, so I love parallel parking. <laughs> well, do, it is kind of nice to have the skill. It's it like is. being it, able to drive a stick. Yeah, it's fun. To, oh, I'm going to get in that spot, right, you know, right. you just kind of gauge the situation. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. my thing is when I took driver's ed, they didn't really even teach it. 
Not at all? Not you didn't really. have to go with the we, cones? No. They no? took us downtown uh, Muskegon, I think it was, and they literally took the wheel and did it for you. Oh. No. <laughs> and that was it. That you know, was the training wheel. That uh, yeah, right. was it. Because, wow. you know, they also have a break on their end. And then, yeah. That was that. That is crazy. They did hmm. say that the advances in technology, like backup cameras, yeah. had no bearing on the decision. Hmm. But I have to believe well, they had some bearing on the decision. They saw the Super Bowl commercial with John Krasinski. Yeah. Smart Pac. Right, exactly. <laughs> Smart Pac. Yeah, that, was, that was a good one. Well, you know, sometimes young people, now that I've turned 50, I guess I can say that term, young <laughs> people, uh, including college kids, they can get a bad rap. Uh, so my tell me something good is about 65,000 college students who recently got together under one roof at a stadium in Atlanta, the Passion yeah. uh, Conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, these students were from 1,700 schools, 80 different countries. They worship Jesus, they learn truth from the Bible, and they always have a goal of joining together uh, to raise funds mm-hmm. for a cool campaign. So this year's campaign was called Share the Light. An article I read about it said that the um, organizers for Passion, just to symbolize what they wanted to do, lit a torch in Jerusalem, carried it to the conference in Atlanta as sort of a symbol of shining the light of Jesus to the world. Wow. So they partnered this year with a group called Illumination. It's about uh, Bible poverty for people who don't yeah. have Bible translations. And uh, they set a financial goal of raising a million dollars to help take the Bible to every person in the world by 2033. Mm-hmm. Uh, they passed the goal of a million by a couple hundred thousand dollars. So it just shows what, yeah. what can happen when 65,000 students get together and pitching about 20 bucks each. It was like $1.2 million right. for this Bible translation project. So. What's really crazy about That's Passion cool. is that it is it is only for college students. Right. If you're older than that, you have to be like a sponsor or something in order to get in. Yep. And they pay money to go there, mm-hmm. and college students don't often have a lot of money. Right. So the fact that they paid for their tickets and their travel and all of that, mm-hmm. and then above and beyond, they give to this cause. That is really great. Yeah, yeah. one of the other places, they uh, groups they worked with recently was End It to Stop Human mm-hmm. Trafficking. Yeah. Mm. Uh, that's a group that has raised over $8 million oh, uh, towards awesome. that fight. So mm-hmm. they're already planning for next year's Passion Conference, and they're going to do it both in Atlanta and New York. Oh, wow. And uh, we'll have details in the show notes. Some WCSG artists that are very involved. Involved in passion, yeah. Chris Tomlin, David Crowder, Christian Stanfield. Christian he Stanfield, yeah. he's mm-hmm. part of it too. Um, so yeah, it's really a great thing that they do. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Good story, Dad. Yeah. Okay, so Dustin and Karen Moore were on a flight flying from picking up their newborn and newly adopted daughter, mm-hmm. and the baby woke up on the flight and started crying, needed a diaper change, and so. This flight attendant named Jenny, I believe, said, oh, like, we can give you a spot in the back of the plane, you know, give you some privacy. And so that's what they did. And then another flight attendant, Bobby, came and asked Jenny, like, their story. And the couple was like, okay, like, they're talking about us. Weird, but okay. And then Bobby got on the intercom, actually, and, you know, told the flight, like, this is their newly adopted daughter and everyone started clapping and things like that. But Bobby asked the passengers to, on their napkins, write parenting (laughs) advice for them. And so they collected all these napkins and gave it to the couple. And they also gave the baby a little pair of like, you know, the pilot's wings. I know, (laughs) but the couple found out that Bobby and Jenny are actually married and that 
the same thing happened for them on their honeymoon flight no where they yeah filled out napkins with marriage advice for them. Well, that's cool. I didn't mm-hmm. know that part of the story. I read a little bit about this and one of the people on their napkin put, you should also adopt a golden retriever. They're really cool too. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> that's so awesome. they had a little baby shower in flight. Yes. That's, that's cool. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, mine could also maybe fall into the category of what the what, but I'm going with it as to tell me something good. Uh, researchers have developed a new approach to designing more sustainable buildings, and uh, they're doing it with the help of some tiny contractors, like microscopic hmm. contractors. Like Lego figurines? Uh, well, no. Uh, <laughs> there was a, a study uh, that is now kind of in development with researchers and engineers. They're describing a strategy for using bacteria to develop oh. building materials that live and multiply, and even uh, d- deliver a lower carbon footprint. What they're doing is in- inoculating uh, colonies of something called uh, cyanobacteria, and um, it's basically a solution of sand and gelatin, and with the right tweaks, the calcium carbonate that they churn out, that these little bacteria churn out by the microbes, uh, it mineralizes the gelatin, binds it with the sand, and there you go, you've got a brick. It's a living brick, um, and the lead engineer, Will Strubar, said, it's a lot like making Rice Krispie Treats, <laughs> where you toughen the marshmallow by adding little bits of hard particles, and as an added bonus, these bricks would actually remove carbon dioxide from the air instead of pumping it back out like uh, like concrete does, and eventually these structures could heal their own cracks uh, they could suck up dangerous toxins from the air and even glow on command. Glow on command. Yes. So How these things continue that? to live then. Exactly. After you put them together. But do they continue right. to grow? They do. Well, I, I saw this. Yeah. But it holds yeah. its shape. Right. Yeah, size, that's shape. what I'm thinking. That the building is just. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well. Second blob on the right. That's my house. <laughs> yeah. Architecture of the future. <laughs> Don't get it angry. It'll eat you. <laughs> Cool, I like the idea that these things are self-repairing. Yeah. That's awesome. Sure. Um, Absolutely. Can you imagine like, what that would kinda... do for our roads? Right. Exactly. Yeah, oh, right? I was thinking that, too. Oh. Yeah. Potholes fill themselves. Yeah. Did they survive the Michigan winter? That's the question. Oh, oh right. yeah. Right. And they glow on command. <laughs> <laughs> Light this road up. <laughs> anyway, this scientist, he's real, like, excited about he's, the creativity they can infuse into this thing. Oh, for sure. And, like, I mean, like, this... Initial thing might not be the thing, but you're making steps toward the thing, so that's cool. This is Bullpen Court. Well, not only are we seeing some activity in the baseball bullpens with spring training in session, we've actually got some activity in our own WCSG bullpen (laughs) uh, with another installment of Bullpen Court, so it's time for us to call the verdict on some very important, I'm sure very important Mm -hmm. issues (laughs) that we're about to discuss. Kaylee, you go first. Okay, my question is, is cereal a soup? Have we already talked about this? I think we've touched on this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was with the taco hot dog handheld food. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then also the is is tea coffee or is coffee tea or whatever is coffee a tea? Yeah. Yeah. So we settled that. Yes. So is cereal a soup? Not right away. This is what I'm thinking. It's not a soup right away, but you leave it in the bowl for any <laughs> amount of time, and it, oh, no. it's going to take on more of the consistency than you soupy. would think of. When it's crunchy, I don't think so. Right. But I don't know. There are crunchy vegetables like in a vegetable yeah. soup, and nothing like nah. that hard crunch of a yeah. cereal. So maybe this is like the bricks that are alive somehow. That bowl of cereal is alive becomes, and yeah. as it mushes out. It gets uh, soupy, but do you call it a soup? But see, I haven't yeah. eaten a lot of grape nuts because I'm old. <laughs> and uh, it's crunchy, but then if you put liquid on it and warm it up, it becomes 
like softer. Oh, so right. with a soup, kind of the same idea. Like the vegetables become softer because you, you add them. a liquid and warm it up. Yeah, I yeah. feel like maybe. It has to do with the amount of time spent preparing it. Because I feel like soup is something that you leave, like it's like simmering all day. You need a broth. Right, right. You're attending to it. You're going and stirring it. You're loving on that soup. Not if it's tomato soup. Right. Not if it's from a can. Exactly. So that, but. Yeah, so that would make ramen soup a cereal, though, because you don't spend too much time on yeah. ramen. You call it ramen soup? It is ramen soup. Oh, okay. Now this ramen is noodles. taking a t- it's ramen noodles. Yeah. Totally ramen noodles. It's ramen noodles aren't a soup. If you, I guess the, it, if you keep the broth in it, I guess the broth it is a it. soup. But yeah. I just eat the noodle part, so that's right. each person strain preference. it out. Yeah. You um, could go for the cold hot aspect, but yeah. then you've got gazpacho, which, which is kind of like the. Soup. Y in the vowel lineup, uh, so <laughs> that doesn't exception. really work. Yeah, the exception there. So uh, I'm, I'm going to say cereal is not a soup. It's a breakfast food. It is it is its own mm. category. Um, I'm going to include oatmeal in there right. because oatmeal is definitely a cereal, but uh, I don't think it's a soup. And I like what you said, Steve. I think tending to it, you got the broth, you got... All of that love you pour into it, uh, that's what makes it a soup. Or all the love that the Campbell's factory Well, yeah, it, yeah. They've been loving on, on us yes. with that soup for years. And so if, it's, if cereal were a soup, technically, if you had ice cream on a hot day and you mm-hmm. put like Oreos or stuff on it, something like a, a thing, and then the ice cream itself melted and became like milk, it's like a cereal, then that would be soup and that's not soup. I mean, I mean, six degrees of Kevin Bacon here. Soft serve ice cream is closer to that state. Yeah, yeah. true. So, well, yeah. and I wouldn't call that soup. I don't think cereal's a soup. No. That's going to be my verdict. If I'm on the jury, that's what I'm voting for. Though cereal can become soupy, <laughs> it technically never becomes soup. Okay, ah, that's good. I like that. Is that our verdict? That's cereal not a soup. Yeah. Yes. All right. Cereal, not a soup. <laughs> all right. My bullpen court case is one I've been hanging on to for a while. Ooh, all right. Ooh, I'm excited. I am <laughs> a nerd. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Uh, there's a Facebook group called the Aldi Nerds, and it's everyone who loves shopping at Aldi. And it's people who are like, have you tried this? This is a great item to buy. Here's, I saved big money on this. Here, I found this thing. Like, And it's just a whole community of people who love Shopping at Aldi. Yeah. So a woman a couple weeks ago posts this, and I was like, this is perfect for bullpen court. She just posts, am I wrong? (laughs) Whenever someone is in front of us and they have a lot of stuff and seem to be struggling to stay caught up with the cashier, I start helping them unload their groceries on the belt. Sometimes I ask, but sometimes I jump right in. Mm. Is she wrong? I say Yes. I agree. Yes, wrong. Yeah. Don't manhandle my groceries. That's an right? invasion yeah. of personal yeah. space. It yes. is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I know Aldi, like, they're super fast. Like, you want to get in What's and out her motivation? Really it sounds like she's saying, I'm trying to be helpful. I'm trying right. to be a good neighbor. But That's right. me, yes. I question that motive. I think she's in a hurry. In a hurry. She's yeah. I feel weird about looking in other people's carts while I'm walking down the aisle, <laughs> right, let alone like, touching their groceries. Right. Yeah. Like, right. what do you got over there? Oh, my, oh, my. No, I just last weekend, I ran into someone from church at the grocery store, and after I walked away, I'm like, I don't have anything weird in my cart, but you still kind of do an inventory after. <laughs> right. you know? Yeah, yeah. I feel like I would be offended, you know? Like, or, I'm, like, going well, to I'm some... sorry, I'm holding you up. Right. Like, mm. who are you? You know, like that yeah. would be my. 
I mean, maybe, I don't know. It's like, if you want to make things awkward and uncomfortable, you could just make conversation. You don't have to manhandle people. Yes, so You right. could be like, yeah. look at the boxes of cereal and say, I see you are a soup lover. <laughs> and just start that whole conversation. I hate that, though. That is the worst. Like, when the cashiers or like, oh, these Oreos look good. Like, please don't. Please just, just. We can talk about anything else. If you want to talk about the Super Bowl, if you. I mean, I don't. It's yeah. not that I don't want to have a conversation, but don't talk about the items I'm buying. Hmm. Mm. I think the unwritten rule of approaching the belt is you wait until I stick down that thing that says "Please place between orders." Right. right. Yes, and when you put that you. on there, you signal to the person behind you that okay, this is as much yes, space as is, you're going to take. This is my property you can do on your this part. Side. Everything before that thing, whatever they call that little bar. Yeah. You know, right. It kind of becomes, doesn't it become yours when you put it in the cart? And then more officially yours when you pay for it. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. so I think we're all in agreement. Yes, she's wrong. Yes, yes she's, she's wrong. wrong. So. Is it okay to participate in Fat Tuesday, but then do nothing at all for the season of Lent? <laughs> oh, oh, I see. I see. Yeah. That is a deep question. I don't want to borderline on legalism here, uh, but there's a, you know, maybe a little uh, bit of a theological component there. So you what's the background of feasting. Fat Tuesday? Why do people do Fat Tuesday? Well, I think, I don't know, but I, I think maybe it grew out of Lent. Mm-hmm. Looking, you know, We're going to have these, whatever it is, 40 days of denying ourselves whatever, so let's have one last hurrah. Yeah. Let's have a big old party and get it all out of our system right. before we go into, you know, because the it's next like day after that. It's like up before winter. A little bit, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like maybe they were trying to get rid of their foodstuffs that they had before Lent. Sure. And and then and then make, uh, you know, this, this fatty food that, that they don't. Yes. want to have during They're, Lent, so yeah, yeah, yeah. let's use what we've got. We'll have this last hurrah, kind yeah. of, and then go into the fasting. So yes. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I think that might be that part sounds, of it. That sounds closer to... Yeah. Well, that, the Pushkis come in like all different flavors, like it's anything goes, and just... Right. Yeah. If that's the case, if you're cleaning out the fridge or whatever, yeah. or you want to get rid of it. Soup. Creamed corn poochie. <laughs> mm, you gotta get rid of the food. <laughs> Cereal soup. No. Uh, so anyway, so that that's my thought. And of course, Lent leads up to Easter. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I was just thinking about, I always look forward to the punchkeys, but I, I'm always kind of like optional on, am I going to give something up for Lent? Uh, you know, and I just kind of, so I don't know. This year I was kind of like, maybe I should, if I'm not going to do that, maybe I shouldn't do this. But Good call. I, th- I think personally there's a lot more satisfaction that you draw from actually taking part in the Lent. So mm. on a personal level, um, not to judge anybody, but I think that you'd feel better about yourself, and, and that'd be a good thing, and I'm all for that. So I support that for someone if that's what they're doing, uh, but I'm not going to look down on the person who eats the punchki and yeah. doesn't doesn't go for the Lent because we, yeah. we've all got uh, you know different aspects of our walk and where we are and what we're doing. So yeah. you know. And I think the, the punchki part, for a lot of people, they have no idea that it has any component with – Lent or Fat Tuesday, they're like, oh, these donuts are delicious. Yeah. 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 Isn't it a Polish thing? Yeah, Yeah. I'm going to go down to Marge's. I'm going to go get a dozen. I'm going to bring them into the workplace. I'm going to make somebody's day. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's a little bit of community in that, too. That's not a bad thing. Right. Like, what kind is your favorite? Oh, I like the lemon. I like the raspberry. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting. I don't like the prune. No. (laughs) That Lent, I think, in in former days, Lent was more, um, what's the word? It was done in community. You know, people said, this is what I am going to. And then I think it did kind of take on a legalism. But so now people who do Lent, it's very much, it's a personal decision. It's very personal. It's just, you know, don't talk about it. It's very, you know, but then 
you know, Mardi Gras Fat Tuesday is still kind of this communal party idea. So yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm just, I don't know. Personally, for me, I eat a lot of vegetables, a lot of fruit, a lot of protein stuff. I exercise. So if I want to take one day, which happens to be Lent, with all these delicious donut things available, I'm going to take part in Fat Tuesday. All right. I'll use the excuse the day to... Right. It's like your birthday. You yeah, but yeah, it's birthday. like your birthday or Christmas mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. So what if there's a bunch of punchies left over after Fat Tuesday and I'm like not doing Lent? I'm like, more for me. I, <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's, if you don't feel personally convicted by it, I don't think anyone else should judge you. I don't mm-hmm. know. Okay. It's between you and the Lord. Okay. <laughs> that's our verdict. That's our verdict? Between you and the Lord. There, there we go. Between you and the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Okay, bullpen court at WCSG. We kind of have this policy. I don't know if it's written down anywhere. But uh, if treats are to be had on your birthday, you're going to bring them in yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. Right now, it hasn't always been that way. But I think several years ago, someone realized that the same like party planning type people in the good cooks, the good bakers and stuff were being called on a lot over and over to maybe bring something in for someone's birthday. And so rather than taking advantage of those people or asking them to, to pony up on someone else's birthday, that's, that's kind of the history behind this policy. This is my question for the court. <clears throat> is if someone's going to bring snacks to work, would we all prefer they be salty snacks or sweet <laughs> snacks? Mm. Mm. <laughs> Salty or sweet, your snack oh, sweet. choice of preference. It's between you and the Lord. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I would say about that. I'm a salty person, uh, but I like I have a sweet tooth. I don't know. And I like the sweet, salty snacks. Like there's this uh, thing that I buy. It's got nuts and it's got fruit, but it's salty and it's sweet. It's really delicious. So it's a mix of both. Does it have a name? Oh, it's like a snack mix. Yeah, it's like a snack mix. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I can't remember the name. Can anybody, are, are the mics picking up my stomach growling? <laughs> Mine no. is too right now. As we've been now. talking about food, food and punchkis and salty sweet, I'm just like, oh boy, it's time for me to get something to eat. Um, I really don't care. I mean, I'll eat almost anything that's put out there. Uh-huh. And I'll be like, happy birthday, thank you for being born, and thank you for this food. Now, do you usually bring your lunch, or you just sometimes don't eat, or what? Uh, yeah, I'll, it just depends. Can I just say, though... The four years or whatever that I've worked here, I've never brought anything in for my birthday because it's always been over days of giving oh, where there's so already food. enough food. Oh, yeah. So I just kind of like, okay, I'm not going to add to this table. Of- <laughs> <laughs> See, I try not to partake in the table because the ta- I've worked here for 20 years and the table has caused me to gain 20 pounds. <laughs> um, I partake in the table. Except during days of giving, our friends Scott and Christine from Nothing But Cakes yeah. bring in those yes. delicious cakes and mm-hmm. I would eat that for breakfast, lunch, dinner, midnight mm-hmm. snack, mm-hmm. at any time. And I think, I don't know, it's hard for me to participate in this discussion because my schedule's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready for lunch by nine o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like a salty, a sand- if there was a sandwich out there, like yeah. someone brought Subway in, I'd be all about it. <laughs> yeah. But then like later in the afternoon, like at two or whatever, like, oh yeah, give me a cupcake. So I don't know. I, I mean, mean, I guess anything. there's a there's a third category maybe for like those who don't they're like i'm trying to be good i don't want to that then that's your vegetable trait yeah category <laughs> there you but go i'm the one that and i and i meant to do this this year sorry guys i didn't we we get a lot of sweet treats here at the station mm-hmm. and i thought oh i'm gonna bring in a salty crunchy something probably prepackaged cheez-its or yeah. bunchos yes. or something like right. that cheetos. So. hot cheetos combos 
Yellow. Gambos. See? Oh. Good combination. Chili Once cheese Fritos. <laughs> Becky, who does news in the morning, she will decide to make waffles. Mm. Yeah. And that's always a really special wow. treat. That's before you get here. Because <laughs> yeah. you do afternoons. Right, right. So, wow. yeah, and sometimes Joel will bring in ice cream treats after I've left. That's true. So. Ah. I'm a hung jury on this one. Mm. The verdict, we like food? Is that, yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> Bring it on. Yep. Bring it on. <laughs> so when you're at a restaurant and the waitress or waiter comes around and says, are you enjoying your meal? If you're not, <laughs> do you say so? Now, mind you, the meal has not been messed up. They didn't get it wrong. It's what you ordered. It's just, But you just don't like it. Right. Do you tell her? No. Hmm? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Because I waited tables. Yeah. And that is a stressful thing for the wait staff. Like, oh, they're dissatisfied. That's going to take my tip down. Yeah, sure. What oh, can yeah. I do to make it better? If the food is not prepared properly or it's cold or whatever, by all means, that person needs to do something about it. No, it's warm. It's hot. It's, it's what you ordered. You just don't like it. It's not good. Are you planning on ordering something else? No, you're not going to get anything else. But d- are you honest with her? Like, this is not a good meal. I don't enjoy it. Do you like your meal? No. I still uh, wouldn't see, say something. I don't think that was my own I mean, fault I feel for like, trying something I didn't like. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think there's a way to say the chef prepared and presented this right. <laughs> I just made a poor decision. Yeah. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Like I wouldn't so, order it again. I mean, it's it's okay. right. It's, it was right. as described on the menu. Sure. Yeah. You know, but uh, next time I'll get something else. Yeah. 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 I would. I would feel. Bad. So it'd be awkward. They're hustling for their tips. Yeah, you know? right. they want to do everything they oh, can yeah. to make you feel better. Can I bring you an additional basket of bread? Like, what can I do? Yes. Else? Mm. <laughs> the answer to that is always yes. right. <laughs> I'd probably go the same way. I'd say it, it's okay. You know, I, I I wouldn't full out say, "Man, this is horrible food." Please, right. Never <laughs> give it to me again. But also not gushing like it's amazing. Yeah, I might which not. Which is a full on lie. I might not ask for a box. Uh, right. At the end of the meeting. Sure. Right. That, that yeah. sends a message. No I one's going to eat this at yeah. home. Right. Yeah. Okay. So the verdict is we, we, we pad the answer a little bit. Well, is that yeah, I where think it might depend a little bit on how many times they ask you. Sure. Because mm. they do come that's back. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. If, if they ask you six times, you might be like, okay, you know, I'm trying to be nice. But yeah. Look, yeah. I don't think I'd still go there. Well, and I think if you really think about it, they don't often ask, are you enjoying your food? They mm-hmm. ask, did everything come out okay? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, it did. Like that, you can be honest about that. Like mm-hmm. it, I think it depends on the specific question that they ask, mm-hmm. or just continue to shovel in, in your face, and then you're always eating when they're trying to ask you a question, and you just can't answer politely. <laughs> right. So you but, just put your hand up and you nod. But yeah. meanwhile, you're also gagging yourself because you don't like what you're shoveling. Uh. Yeah. So basically, feeding a toddler. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll err on the side of grace. It sounds. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yes. Had the answer. Thanks for listening to WCSG Backstage. Thanks for showing your support every time you download, review, and share this podcast. Don't forget, you can join it at Backstage at WCSG.org. We love hearing from you. And the WCSG Backstage podcast is sponsored in part by... Fast Signs. Oh, Oh, I see what you did there. I know what everyone was expecting. (laughs) I went the other way. No, fast signs of Grand Rapids. We want to tell you about these guys. If uh, you are a business owner, you know, small, medium, large, doesn't matter. If you got a great business and your customers are not aware of your existence, you know, it could be that they just can't see you, and that business does deserve to be seen. So, Fast Signs has got you covered. Whether it's building, trade show, event, vehicle signage, they'll wrap that vehicle. Uh, just mention 
mention WCSG when you visit Fast Signs and receive a 10% discount off of your order. More than fast, more than signs, it's Fast Signs. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Well done, Steve. Thank Very you. well done. <laughs> all right, now we've got Kid to Kid Resale, a, a great store. They buy all seasons, all the time. They've got all sorts of clothing, too. Clothing from newborn through maternity. Plus, you get cash or store credit for used kid stuff. You'll get 20% more than at other places. Buying is a really good deal there, too. 80 per, mm-hmm. 85% off retail prices. They buy shoes, toys, equipment, and so much more. And they are locally owned and operated. We support that for sure. They'll even donate mm-hmm. items that they can't sell and donate them for you uh, that, that you're not able to sell to them. So, kid to kid, resale. <laughs> Heard more about our sponsors and about the podcast at wcsg.org, keyword backstage. <laughs> What the what? So we've already shared the good news that we found from around the world. Now it's time for some other news. Dodd, what the what? What the what? My mom lives in Charlottesville, Virginia. What the what? And that's it. That's, wow. Wow. That, I'm All confused right. and bewildered. The last little leg of our journey takes us on the Blue Ridge Parkway. Oh, yeah. Very beautiful. Uh, just recently, the Blue Ridge Parkway officials, uh, this was on the North Carolina side, posted on their Facebook page about one of the first native wildflowers of springtime. Oh, Yeah. Mm. And so my first instinct when I see a flower or a wildflower is to... Pick it? Stop and smell oh. the roses or whatever. That would not be a good idea in this case. And, uh, that You might want to avoid the instinct because this one really does stink. It's a stinky mm. oh, no. wildflower called the skunk cabbage. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. All right. And you just stop and ponder the name a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. The description of the plant says it looks uh, like something out of a science fiction movie. A fierce defense mechanism. It gets its name from the fact that when the leaves are crushed or bruised... It gives off the smell of a skunk or rotting meat. Ooh. Oh. So some it has just like a, a, the smell of death, some people wow. say. You could, wow. Like a roadkill plant. Oh. In small doses, the skunk cabbage, um, for example, two small bites. I don't know why they include that. Small doses, the skunk cabbage <laughs> can cause burning and swelling of the mouth, a choking sensation. Eating larger portions of the leaves can in extreme cases be fatal. Why wow. do they call it cabbage wow. then? I know. Yeah, right. I know. right. Call They're... it poison plants. Yeah. Also, the... like, death plant is the poison. stink not <laughs> enough to deter you? Right. Like, you know, oh, mm-hmm. also, if you eat it, it'll kill you, but, I'll... you know, maybe just smell it and go the other way. Why is it a thing, Lord? <laughs> like possums. I know they eat the mosquitoes, but... Well, you yeah, you, so you think of the purpose of something yeah. like this. There, yeah. there is a saving grace to the skunk cabbage. Oh, here we go. Oh, okay. here we go. Uh, it is a smelly plant, but it has an uncanny ability to create enough heat to melt snow. Wow. So you talk about living and breathing things. Skunk cabbage is a warm-blooded plant that can raise Whoa. the surrounding Weird. temperatures by as much as 20 degrees. This might be something uh, you could plant it next to your sidewalk, I suppose, and have a little bit of that effect. Doesn't that sound weird? Out, outside of your bacteria strange. building yes. that yes. the scientists just put up. Sorry. This is so weird. I know. But, I know. Okay, so it only it only lets off the smell if it is bruised or torn. I got the impression that it was a little smelly, like just mm. in and of itself. Like but an then, herb. Yeah, but Once then if it was it crushed or, or eaten, then it would be much more pungent. But it's 
they said warm-blooded plant. Warm-blooded? 20 That's degrees crazy. and melting. So there was wow. a, one, one uh, reader commented on the article, I could almost swear that they serve them daily in my grade school cafeteria. <laughs> <laughs> Another said, I think I'd rather have snow than lots of stinky plants. Mm-hmm. They are from that's the quite, south. That's they, the don't they don't know. They don't know. They don't. Skunk no. cabbage, what the what? That reminds me, though, didn't Meyer Gardens a couple years ago mm-hmm. have this uh, corpse mm-hmm. something? Yeah, they did, where it smelled like rotting And it was like, it, it, it only opens like once every, I don't know, several years. And they knew, and it was, and it was, yeah, it was like just and... about to bloom, and everybody's going there to st- smell the stink. Yeah, <laughs> What's wrong I know. with us as a people? Uh, wash don't your clothes pay afterwards. Money <laughs> to go smell what right. the boys' locker stink. <laughs> Wow. What the what? Okay. Thank yeah. You, you know that game where you throw this ball across the room, like down an alley, say, and you try to <laughs> knock down, you know, 10 pins that yeah. are set Foley, up down at the other end. Actually, game? I'm talking about foaling. Oh, yeah. And the ball is a football. Right. Have you heard of foaling? Yeah, there's I a place here in town that does it. I yeah, went Cascade. there. Oh, was yeah. it fun? <gasps> a couple weeks ago. It was fun. Not as easy as you'd think. Do you have to throw the football? You've got to throw the no. football. You can throw it underhand. No. But uh, you got to be real accurate because you, you you know, when a football lands, it does not, it does not behave like no. logically. You got right. to mean it bounce. Goes it goes where, yeah, it gets a weird bounce. Exactly. So, um, anyway, this thing apparently started as a tailgating game. Hmm. It looks like cornhole, you know, because you've got you know a team set up on one end and a team set up on the other end. But instead of bean bags, you're throwing a football at pins, oh. and then the other team just basically takes the football and they try to throw it down to oh. your end. Um, but uh, the thing is really growing. There is now the official AFA, the American Foaling Association. <laughs> of course. Uh, there are locations popping up. We have one here in Grand Rapids. They've also got them in Atlanta, Indianapolis, Cincinnati, all over the place. Um I heard that it was a tailgating game somewhere on the east side of our state. I don't know if oh, it was really? a Michigan game or if it was a Lions game, but somewhere outside of some football game, this thing started because <laughs> they they were trying to bowl. They were trying to set up bowling out in the parking lot, and that bowling ball was like going everywhere and like <laughs> messing up people's barbecue. And so they were like, "We got to do something different." So they, I've got a football. Let's throw the football at the pins. And that's why the Lions are not ever good. <laughs> They're practicing doing bowling instead yes. of actual football. Football. Yeah. <laughs> is there a, plays and stuff. You've played. Is there like a gutter? I mean, there we'll, isn't. Like out of bounds? It's, no, there's uh, there's several lanes like kind of next to each other. They've got them. Yeah. You got people packed in. So you got another team sort of next to you, sort of like a bowling alley. Okay. But there aren't like, you know, th- a barrier. There's not a barrier. If somebody else's football knocks down your pins you got to play defense like that counts for the team that you're playing against mm. so you kind of have to yeah you have to you can't protect the pins from the team you're playing against but you can protect the pins from other people so if you see it from coming, the other teams yeah you want to be on the go right I don't think I'd be very good at that therefore I will not play I wasn't I good like at win. it at all <laughs> But it was fun. Okay. So it's something that. you would do again? I think so, yes. Mm, Seems like yeah, something nice. your boys would be totally into because they're so into football. They would like the accuracy thing. Right. I think, I don't know, I might be tempted. You mentioned, Amanda, you throw, do you other, like a granny shot. I don't mm. know if I would be more accurate. Yeah, I tried it that. both ways. Um, didn't find one that was easier than, than the other, but, you know, like I said, I only played it once. So okay. Sounds fun. Yeah, yeah. folding. Well, mine goes to Georgia. Uh, Georgia man's being praised for his good timing. I guess he was caught on video using his grocery cart 
to help police nab a suspect uh, who was <laughs> stealing from Home Depot but ran into a Walmart parking oh. lot. <laughs> the quick With thinking one crazy wheel. Yeah, the Good Samaritan appeared to time the exact moment the suspect would run past his cart before pushing it in front of his path. <laughs> the video shows the cart knocking the suspect to the ground, allowing officers to catch up and apprehend him. One officer pats the guy in the back, and some other people help to pick up the stuff off oh. the ground and put it back in his grocery cart. The incident happened last month at a Home Depot in Peachtree City, and the suspect had taken items from the store and ran into the neighborhood Walmart parking lot. Now, while police were appreciative of the helping hand, they advised potential do-gooders to think of their own safety before stepping into a police situation. And also, <laughs> don't help other customers bag their groceries. Yeah, right. That was the other piece of It's kind of like folding what he did with the cart there. <laughs> he right. just kind of pushed it right in front of him and... <laughs> All the he was the pin that got knocked down and so, you know, Aww, apprehended. Rolling grocery cart, <laughs> yeah. no cart. You know. I, don't know. I just, hey, I just love yeah. him. He's, he's he's standing there with his groceries. He sees this guy running past. The police are after him. He's like, there we go. <laughs> Since that time, yeah. you can spot Tom Tom Nearing in a local grocery parking lot, just waiting, waiting. for an opportunity. Yes, yes, Come yes. On, Where's uh, my chance? My big break. Gonna be a do good of the day. Fifteen minutes of fame. Like, good Samaritan. Is it better yes. if the car is full, halfway full, empty. Oh, like what's really gonna halfway mm. full? I think halfway full. you don't want to hurt the man, but no you definitely want to take him yeah. down. You right. want yeah. right. to sting a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't do that again. <laughs> I got my salt on the bottom of this cart. <laughs> my pellets for the water softening. <laughs> Those are heavy. I just bought some they yesterday. Are. Yes. Mine goes to India. It's oh. very short. Wow. International. Very sweet. A man from India. Took a ride on his motorcycle, seven miles. I don't think that's atypical for India. No. Have you ever been there? They're riding those little motorbikes oh, yeah. all over the place. Mm-hmm. The fact that the guy's wearing a helmet is pretty unusual. Yes. Uh, but he gets to the high school where he's a teacher. He removes his helmet, and inside is a venomous snake. Oh, no. He had ridden seven miles with in his helmet. There was a snake. <laughs> Was he okay? Did he get bitten? He went to the hospital because he's like, I got to get myself checked out. They determined he had not been bitten or injured by the snake. It was just chilling because it was warm in there. Yeah, the snake was happy. It's like a hot rock. And the man who had the helmet snake says, I have (laughs) decided to destroy my helmet in a fire and replace it. I love it. That's what I would do. I would be burning it with fire. Very specific. Okay. I have so many questions. First, I don't have any answers. Does this guy have to get up before, like, while it's still dark? That he didn't see. To make it to school and do the seven miles. Maybe his motorcycle's not real fast. And also, (laughs) is it like a thing in India that you're not real observant of details? (laughs) Maybe. Um, Because, I mean, like, a helmet, I feel like you look at it when you put it on, or at least you would feel like something feels different up there. Oh, yeah. That's my helmet there. Maybe this snake has always been a part of this helmet. (laughs) And he never knew. And and this is the first day he actually noticed it. What did he do with the snake after is what I want to know. He burned it. He takes the helmet helmet. off and like, oh, no, I'm going to the emergency room. What happens to the snake? Because he's Mm. at a high school. Yeah. You can't just let it go. I'm picturing a really big snake. Is there a picture associated with it? Known as a common crate. K-R-A-I-T. It was coiled Mm. up. So it was big enough to be coiled up. I feel like poisonous snakes are often like brightly colored. Is it just me? Well, like, yeah, poison frogs are. Yeah, you know. So the predators Mm. know. Amanda, I'm going to think of you every time. I I don't put on a helmet very often. I Mm -hmm. mean, biking or... Right. 
Every yeah, time sure. I put in a helmet from now on, I'm going to think of this story. And go, mm-hmm. Yeah. Check the helmet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe they got really big helmets in India with a lot of padding and just crevices there. Crevices. Yeah. That a could snake kind of, could kind oh, of it's coil into the shadows. not a little snake. What the what? What, what the what? The what? Coming back to the U.S., we're going to Kansas. All, All right. right. So this 47-year-old man named Jeff, I think Gebhart is probably how you say his last name, he launched a new dating website, but it's dedicated to specifically dating him. <laughs> and, and what up, Jeff? And he's asking people to like play matchmaker for him and like set him up with someone that they know and... Whoever matches him with the right person that he wants to spend the rest of his life with gets $25,000. And he said he came up with that number, get this, based on the amount of money he figures he spends each month on dating. Whoa. And I'm like, Jeff, who are you? What? He has $25,000 to spend a month on dating? I don't know, Jeff. I I have so many questions. But if you're interested in Jeff, it's datejeffg.com. I mean... I don't know if this is all appropriate for the podcast, but I'd be like, do we mean dating? Right, like, right. Escort services? Right. Yeah. Like, are, we, are we talking like chill and watch Netflix here? What's going on? Right. 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 He said he was tired of the negative culture, whatever, of online dating. Oh, well, so that's... he decided to okay. launch his own website of online dating. Did, did he dating. get a billboard too? That guy's guy? name was Mike. That's Mike? Okay, Mike. so this is a thing now. I'm going was, with okay. the billboard. Yeah. I'm about ready to get a billboard for myself. Like. Well, I mean, you know, maybe. How do you feel about moving to Kansas? Yeah. I mean, nope. We can all. We I can am all not with the twenty-five thousand. Right. So we yeah. can all vouch yeah. for you. Oh yeah. my goodness! I'm on the website. Okay. He will also make a twenty-five thousand donation to a no-kill dog shelter. Okay, Aww, that's I, nice. So that means yeah. he has fifty thousand dollars to spend. Yeah, Prairie we're, Village, we, Kansas. We are focused on you know, the but wrong Kaylee, thing, you guys. When you said you were on the website, I thought you meant you were on the like, like you, you saw your, your you saw your picture, your profile. No, Somebody. I'm just looking at the info. <laughs> that's what I thought at first too. Jeff yeah. G do for a living. I don't know. Is he an app developer? What's his story? He's doing well. He's got, he's yeah. got fifty thousand dollars to spend on this. You know, if the timing is right, Kaylee, uh, we, you know, put your name out there around the time of Days of Giving, you know, maybe we have a match challenge going on. That's right. A match challenge. $50,000 match challenge thanks to Jeff G. in Kansas. You don't need to know his story. You just need to know he believes in the ministry. And no kill animal shelters. I'm trying. I saw there's a new dating app called S'more that no pictures. You have to get to know the person mm-hmm. like through Aww. messages, and then eventually, if you meet or whatever, you get to see that person. But um, you meet at a campfire, roasting marshmallows, yes, and yes. eating s'mores. I mean, no, nothing. I mean, if you want to be clean and tidy on your first date, yeah. s'mores is definitely the way to Not. do it. But that's an <laughs> yeah. interesting concept too, because I feel like. There has to be some amount of physical attraction to the person you're going to spend your life with, doesn't there? You would think, yes. Yes. I mean, love is it helps. blind, but not right. I that mean, blind. like legally blind, but maybe not completely <laughs> blind. <laughs> like, and so many apps these days are based on just looks. 
What That's the what, wrong. Kaylee? And what the what, Jeff G? What yeah. the what, Jeff G? <laughs> Jeff 25 G's. <laughs> well, thanks again for listening to WCSG yes. Backstage. Each show we do close out with a deep cut. And Amanda, I always look forward to when Amanda does the deep cut. Mm-hmm. It's back to you. What'd you bring? This is like one of the deepest of the deep cuts oh. because you can't find it. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> not been... In fact, we can't even play it for <laughs> you. Gonna look We're that just going to describe it. so good, though. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, new music coming out in March from Apollo LTD. Oh, yeah. I am a big fan of theirs. Uh, I keep joking I'm going to have them come for like a birthday party sometime because I just really <laughs> like their music. Um, but it's a song called You, and it was sent um, by the record label, said, hey, this is going to be coming soon, but you can't find it on Spotify or anything yet. So we have access to it. Cool. So that makes it a super deep cut. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's something new you'll be hearing from them it's about how we have identity in christ and we don't have to earn love and just grace on i'm amanda i'm tom i'm kaylee i'm steve i'm dodd and this is wcsg backstage have you ever felt like you just couldn't be yourself like it'd be easier if you were someone else Is there a voice inside your mind that reminds you all the time the ways you're broken? Has it left you hopeless? It can be a hard, hard thing just being alive. It can be a dark, dark thing when you're trying to hide. Every story, every sky, you love the way you are. you jeremy yeah like a lot a lot oops sorry if you are the one that's editing this